0: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome back, Double Teamed fam. How are we doing today? You might notice that we have a new little setup. So we recently get out of the week Uh, So, we recently moved, and we have a new apartment. We got rid of our kitchen table, because we didn't like how it fit in the space. We haven't gotten a new one yet, because we're still deciding what to do with the space. However, so right now we're on the couch. Um, So I don't know if I like this angle, because, like, Cammy's head is just, like, our coffee maker, and the microwave right above it but my angle is fine even though it's my refrigerator behind it I don't know we'll figure it out I am confident and we also need to get like stand-up stands (laughs) instead of holding our mics like which we will so bear with us during this transition yeah bear with us YouTube if you're listening on the really fun part though I I have to tell we have to tell you guys about this hopefully they don't listen because we did tell them about the pod but Like we have hot neighbors. A week after we moved in, these three guys moved in across from us. And like the way the units all face each other, like we can see straight into their apartment and they can see straight into ours. Um, So there go my days of being the naked neighbor. Um, Or maybe I'll just continue because you know what? They walk around shirtless. Why can't I walk around shirtless? Why can't I walk around shirtless? (laughs) It's just a nipple. Yeah, just a nipple. Anyways. America can't be afraid of the nipple anymore or sexualize the nipple. Yeah because i've seen like their them. nipples and they have nice nipples <laughs> anyways uh, there, there, i have my eye on one of them and i'm like and i have my eye on everyone's another like don't fuck your neighbor don't fuck your neighbor and i'm like i want to fuck my neighbor i, wanna I thought that that well, isn't the saying something like love thy neighbor we are not bible people so <laughs> but anyway. this is the one time that it might work to my advantage though no but to uh, yeah but to to be real, we've they're all young. They're like twenty four, twenty five. They just moved here from like I, somewhere in the mid Midwest, like Wisconsin or some shit. Anyways, um, but Cami and I have decided that we can't fuck them because they are our neighbors. We talk to them all the time. They're so nice, and I think one is a is that the rule mm. anyway. So so we've decided that perhaps we're just gonna treat them like little brothers. Now, if we get really horny one day, I don't know if that will stick, but for now, that that's the plan assuming they also think we're attractive yeah i don't. I mean i would hope so but yeah but whether or not what if what, we don't even know one of them what if i'm not i'm not his type the hot one that i like maybe and it's i don't high. know if I. you know the one that i like i don't know if i'm his type but then i was also thinking about it and i'm like what if they have girlfriends um yeah we don't even know that two of them we haven't seen bring any girls around and then another one we've seen bring two girls so i'm like okay do they know about each other and see this is what i'm saying about like our spaces being so like s- transparent. Yeah. It's just it's so weird because in our last apartment, we had so much privacy. I know. I walked around naked all the time. Yeah. I mean, I like that we get a lot more natural light in this place because the last one did not have any natural light. Yeah. No, I love this new spot and I'm really thankful. And it's cool to have hot neighbors. And you know what? Maybe they call us the hot neighbors too. You never know. But maybe they also have boundaries. We don't know. Maybe one day we'll find out. We'll report back if we do. But in the meantime, it's just fun to like make up little scenarios about <laughs> who these girls it's are. It's fun to fantasize. We'll just say that way. Yeah. Anyways. Um, but we've been so nice to them. I brought them cookies over yesterday. Well, yeah, because we were baking cookies the other day and we accidentally quadrupled the recipe. Mm-hmm. So. Turns out a cup of butter is two sticks, not four. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Um, and how many did we use? eight eight. <laughs> because i was trying to double the recipe but instead i accidentally quadrupled it i just got halfway in i like i added all the flour and i'm like this just isn't right the flour to butter ratio is not right and then it wasn't right um, But anyways fam how are we doing How is your holiday hope you all had a happy thanksgiving hope you all survived whatever questions fix your hair i don't even like calling it thanksgiving um, I just turkey day. Yeah, I hope you all survived whatever questions your family threw at you. Remember, like we say every year, no is a full sentence and so is yes. Yeah. Uh, we actually, we went to um, uh, like Temecula, which is like where all the um, wineries are in Southern California. With our group of friends, we got a big Airbnb. We had a great time. We loved it um that was such a fun trip such a fun weekend with our friends it was like 10 of us um but i think one of my most favorite parts was we played this one game that one of our friends set up um, which was super fun it was like a trivia game we learned a lot um did you know in 1951 the first fast food chain to open doors in san diego was Jack in the box? Not, not in, and in and out. And out. I what? was like, I saw that question. I'm like, surely it's in and out. Nope, it was Jack and in the box. Th- what was the What was the other one? The, the state flower of California is the golden poppy. Learned that right? Learned that one. I didn't get that one right. Um, and then oh, Eureka. Well, who's Oh, the state saying. The state motto. Uh, motto of California is, is Eureka. Eureka. What does? Ooh, I kind of like this. Eureka, a cry of joy or satisfaction. When one finds or discovers something. <gasps> Imagine saying that in bed. <laughs> like you do DP for the first time and you're, you're like, like, Eureka <laughs> LMAO. Okay, actually, love that. I'm gonna try that in bed next time. That's actually so We're like really sex positive. Them, That's so sex positive of California. Yeah. Anyways, so um, the the trivia game was a lot of fun that we did with her. um, Loved that. But then uh, after that game, Cammie and I took, we had like this bag of like all these small lube packets. Yeah, Peep Show sent us a big old bag of lube packets that they have. So we had all of our friends sit in front of us and we did sex trivia. So we'd be like, okay, can anyone name like, you know, the 10 oh um, oh the 10 stds they test for in a 10 panel in test. a full 10 panel yeah and we would just like throw lube packets at our friends as they got the question. It yeah it's really fun actually it was fun i think everyone and it enjoyed it realized just how much i've learned about sexual health throughout the you know the years that we've been doing the podcast agreed i yeah I've it made me so realize that we learned a lot i've always offered to my friend she has two twin babies Um, they're two now, so it's not going to be for a while, but I always told her, I'm like, whenever they're ready for the sex talk, I'm there. Yes. I'm going to have a PowerPoint. I'm going to have like everything Cammy and I will teach them sex ed and they will be some of the most empowered, educated sexual beings when they decide to begin that journey. And we always, we always like tell our, (laughs) tell our friends like, you know, like there's consent talks at sex parties and like enthusiastic consent is what the goal is. So I remember we were like, we're telling our friend, we're like, yeah, Nikki and I, we're going to make a a PowerPoint and everything. And she's like, it's probably going to be named enthusiastic consent. And I'm like, hell yeah, it is. So, because it's not, it's one thing to be like, yeah, okay, sure. We can, yeah, sure. Let's have sex. That's not, I I I, Well, because the thing about like sex parties and I think that's one of the reasons why the one person who started the whole enthusiastic consent thing why he did it this way is because like at sex parties sometimes if it's someone's first time like they're not gonna know that they can just say no and it's gonna go over well like they might be nervous that a no would be mean something bad so to to say enthusiastically like yes means a go but if someone's like yeah sure let's do it or okay then maybe that's that's not enthusiastic. Maybe they're just afraid of saying no. Mm-hmm. So, so enthusiastic consent. But even like in one-on-one scenarios, you know, when you're, a, teen, when you're a teenager yep. and you're both like getting naked for the first time and one of them is like, uh, I think so, sure. You know, like I would stop right then and there and be like, <laughs> okay, actually, do you want to? Let's talk about this. Because if not, let's not continue. If I have children, I'm going to teach them that before they want to have sex, they should meditate for <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> No, I, I'm gonna Take tell a deep them, breath and see how it feels in your body. No, I was going to say uh, wank first and then decide if you <laughs> still want to have sex. I do that a lot, actually. Like before I'll, you know, before a date, I'll. How would you teach masturbation? Have a wank just uh, to see if I really want to go on the date or I'm just horny. What? How would you teach masturbation if you have kids? If I had kids, how would I teach masturbation? Um, because I accidentally started masturbating at, what, 10, 11, something like that. Well, I think it depends on the gender, but like if it was a boy, I would tell them that at some point they're going to feel their genitalia, you know, get hard. And then, uh, you know, I guess the steps of like how to, s- how to I, mean, I don't know how to, I mean, I know how to give a hand job, but like, you know, maybe, maybe I would <coughs> employ their father to tell the boy. But no, I, I, would, I would, I feel still, like I would tell my children. I would still be capable of doing it, but I, I would want to teach them like the steps of like, you know, understanding like arousal. I would teach my children that at one point they're gonna I'm not I'm not sure how to word this yet so I'm just gonna say it this way um at one point they are gonna feel their genitalia either you know spidey senses start tingling or you know rub something up against it and it starts to feel good I was gonna say you don't use spidey senses they're not gonna know what the fuck that means anatomically correct words but I would tell them I would definitely start with the fact that, like, it, these feelings are going to happen and it's okay to explore, like, self-pleasure. I feel like whenever the half-assed sex talk that we got from mom did not include anything about masturbation. I don't and even remember getting a sex talk from I mom. had no idea what the fuck I was doing. I just knew I liked rubbing my clit. On my pillow. <laughs> so. Well, see, that's what I was saying. I think I think I would just, like, teach them both that, like, they're going to feel their genitalia feel good. You know, yes. for men, for a boy, they're going to feel their... If they touch it themselves. Yeah, they're, they're going to get hard. And for a girl, they're going to start, you know, feeling it get, you know, swollen or wet, whatever. And then that they can use their hand to self-pleasure. Make sure you're clean and you, like, wash your hands and then wash your hands after cleanup and everything. And then, you know, they may reach a climax or, like, a peak that feels really, really good. They may not... Um, if they want to, well, I don't know if I teach them about porn. I would. Yes, I I would. I would let them know, look, you know, visually you might want to, you know, see certain things and, you know, you might find that something arouses you visually and you're going to want to look at it when you do this. Um, but I would also encourage just like using the imagination Yeah, because I remember when I started masturbating at a young age, like I would just use my imagination. And typically if my imagination would be like some hot lady stripping down from a really nice dress to naked, you know, like something, you know, then like having a guy eat her out or something, you know, like something like that, that would be my imagination. Um, Interesting. But, yeah. But then gradually, like the first time we watched porn was actually together with our friends. Do you remember that? Yeah, because we were all like, what <laughs> like is four this? teenage girls <laughs> around the laptop, like tee-hee-hee-hee-hee boobs, you know, and then like looking at a video, and it was just so funny. Anyways, we're not here to talk about um the sex talk, but yeah, that I would, I think I would do a really good job giving children the sex talk and helping them understand like. Not only, like, the hormonal... to we do that? What? Should we build a PowerPoint that people can use when they want to give their a sex talk to their children? We could. Would y'all like that? Would y'all like that? Tell us. I actually really like that idea. Or just, like, build a little course and then, like, online and then their their children can just, you know... Because I feel like you and I would really make it about, like... Well, that's what I was going to say, like, I would, I would, I think a lot of times, like, when you go to, when you, when schools give, you know, some sort of sex education to children, a lot of time they talk only about, like, the physical aspects, and, like, what to avoid, and, like, promote abstinence more often than not, like, I, I would cover, like, the, I would cover the physical aspects, so, you know, penis enters vagina, like, your dick gets hard, you know your vagina gets wet like all those things so I would discuss the physical things I would discuss the hormonal things mm-hmm. because you know you're the gonna emotional. feel yeah horm- well no hormonal is gonna be separate than emotional like the rush of the dopamine like you know maybe for men they for boys they might feel the crash afterwards the refractory period, hormonal and then emotional you know you might feel closeness to this person. You might feel shame. You might feel this. Da, 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 da. So it's like I think it's it's beyond just the physical of what happens in sex. But also like it's good to like discuss like what you're going to feel hormonally and emotionally. And, and then we can and introduce STDs, introduce testing, introduce mm-hmm. all masturbation, talk about self-pleasure, all those things. The anatomy of it. You know what's really funny? What? I... Oh. Okay, so I typically like when I when I used to masturbate in the past, you know, when I was younger, I I mean like I used my fingers like to rub, but not like I was never curious about like all my parts down there. And I remember what was it? Like a few months ago I was not using a toy. I was trying to um not use a vibrator that week. And I was and I actually like felt my clit like get Bigger, mm, like swell, swell up. Yes, yeah, yeah. swell. And that was the first time that I actually, like, took the time to figure that out. Have you ever watched it like swell towards like where your opening is? Because the clitoris is, it's shaped like a wishbone, and the two ends that go down are like right by the opening of the vagina. And have you ever watched that like really swell up and get like Mm-mm. almost hard from like the all the blood that is engorged in there? No, I used to do that all the time because I thought it was so fascinating. Like, what? Do you masturbate in front of a mirror? How the fuck do you... Yeah. Oh. I've never done that. Oh, yeah. I would do it because it was fun. Anyways. Maybe we should build this course. I actually really like this idea. We could make it like a video course, not just like a PowerPoint. I don't know. We'll see. Anyways. Um... I we should make it like a little course, an interactive one. Anyways, I'm getting ahead of myself. I think I, I really like this idea, and we should actually really do it. So today, what we're if actually y'all want to give us feedback on that, let me know. Yeah, I don't so, know how many of you have children, or you know, I don't know. Yeah, um, I'm sure there are courses out there already, but and I know we don't have children, but we do have nieces and nephews, and I am number four co- co-parent in that. <laughs> I think I'm ranked number two. Anyways. Okay, so we've got a lot of submission emails, or we have submission, like, questions and emails from you guys um, that we haven't answered yet. Some, we try to answer them, like, one-on-one whenever you guys do write in, but we don't always get to them. Um, So we did pull up a couple that we have, or that we really like, Let's do the pegging first And that we haven't answered yet. All right, so this email is short and sweet. The subject, pegging first message. Had to work myself up to this, but a big fan. Also, thank you for working up the courage to email us. We don't bite. We don't bite. We keep, you know, we respect your privacy and we'll never say your name or personal information on the pod, obviously. So never be afraid to email us. This is cancer in Canada. Yeah. So, had to work myself up to this, but a big fan. Heterosexual male, but listen to your podcast regularly. I am interested in pegging and brought it up to my fiance and she is down. Any key tips for a first timer or specific episode I should listen to? Much love, Cancer in Canada. Okay, Cancer in Canada. Um, We did do an episode about this and it was the live show episode from our Los Angeles show. Now, that is a while back, so that's why I don't mind recycling this content just because, like, you know, for anyone that's, like, brand new here... um, You can go back and listen to that episode. One of the things I always recommend is Ashley Manta's um, Booty Boss course, which is like about pegging and anal plate in general. Um, I took that before, I did that course before I went and pegged one of my partners for the first time. And because like I pegged women before, but I had never pegged a man. So I was like, okay, I want to learn more about this. Uh, That course is a great resource. Um, I know on our Patreon, I've listed um, a lot of what I learned in that course as well. And then um, on the episode... Um we I mentioned some of the key things. I think the biggest things to do or you know if you're prepping to for anal play, um if you want to prep the area, you can for pegging. Um we've also had a lot of different episodes discussing that as well. Um I think one of the bigger where one of the most common ways was just like take like a what is it called an enema bottle. Mm-hmm. And you know run that up there until the water runs clean. Um, But then after that, the biggest thing is really try to get the area relaxed, relax the jaw. We learned that from Alexis Fox. That's a great episode to listen to. Yep. That one too for, for anal play, relax the jaw, relax the body. You can use like a CBD lube to relax the anus and the asshole. Um, That's really nice. You can even put CBD lube capsules in the up, like up in there so that the area starts relaxing prior. You can use toys to, like, you know, put a vibrator on there. For men, like, the prostate um, wraps around the asshole or the anus, I believe. It's like a figure eight. Um, So, like, a vibrator will help stimulate the area. So, put a vibrator to the taint. Yeah, put a vibrator to the taint to get it, like, relaxed. Basically, start really kind of like massaging, touching, arousing the area. And then when you're ready to penetrate with a dildo. Um, or with a strap on, use lots, lots, lots of lube. If you're using a silicone dildo, do not use a silicone-based lube. Use a water-based lube. And then one other thing that you can do, um, and I forgot where I heard this. Maybe it was a gay friend that told me. But for men, if you are trying to like relax your your asshole, one Thing you should have your partner do is rub the back of your thighs mm-hmm. where your butt cheek meets your thigh in the back. So like really like massage that area, um, you know, kind of give it like gentle caresses and that'll help you relax. And I forgot what... Where did I hear this? I can't remember, but I forgot what they said. Um, but basically something, something about that area really helps you get relaxed for anal. Actually, that is true because I... One of my partners that i used to play with i used to always massage that area and that got him very uh, turned on mm-hmm. and as far as like picking out a dildo or a strap-on for this Nikki has the one that, like, inserts into her vagina, but that could be a lot of work on the women's part. Yeah, I think a strap-on is easier. I like the one that's insertable because I I feel like I actually have a dick. Um, But strap-ons, I think, work better for, like, if you don't want to, like, have to, like, clench to keep a toy in while you're pegging a man. So so use a strap-on. I would go pick one out together. Pick one out together. Pick a size that feels doable, comfortable, etc. Start on the smaller side. Um, but yeah, so really prep the area, really get it aroused, get it relaxed, use a lot of lube, start penetrating and just go slow and have a lot of communication, um, throughout the whole process. So hope that helps. Um, and we do have a lot of episodes where we've covered this. So, um, hopefully you can, uh, get all the information that you need and I will link Ashley's booty boss course because I believe like your partner can go, um, watch it time, and that is a really good one so I highly recommend her content um, she has a lot of educate great educational content I'm replying to cancer from Canada right now answering this on this week's app thank you for your support and best of luck in your pegging journey all right Hope that helps, Cancer from Canada. Again, if you're looking for even more info, we do have Relax Your Jaw with Alexis Fox's episode. We talk about anal pegging, etc. Also, the LA Live show from last year, and then the the episode with uh, the episode with Rory Knox also covers anal play. A and lot. the episode with Rory Knox. So those three episodes right there are good starters for your pegging journey. Anal preparation. Yep. Okay, this one I really liked. Um. This person said totally random thoughtslash question. I've been reading Cammy's book reads uh, book reviews on goodreads. I I Love was that! <laughs> I was wondering if the emotions, desires generated for you from fantasy romances or just romance novels ever reflect your experiences in E and M or open relationships. Basically, what correlation, if any, do you see between those stories and your experiences in the lifestyle? Let me know if that does if that doesn't make sense. Let me see. Which also no, to should. anyone who's reading my book reviews, that makes me so freaking happy i think she's asking like we've read a lot of reverse harem and a lot of fantasy smutty novels like if anything that we've read that like we fantasized about once we tried it out if it like if it if the i think if it lived up to the fantasy once we tried it out wait this is the question right right here um it's this one, technically. I would say yes. I mean, I've talked about it plenty where, like, there, uh, m- books that I've read have inspired a lot of what I've tried sexually. Well, another another question that I would like to answer... Wait, can hold Can she- I finish answering this one, please? Yeah, go ahead. Thank you. Like, for example, I know, like, in of Vipers, I read about, like, the knife play, and I tried it out and loved it. And then a lot of reverse harem books, like, featured, like, group play, like, you know, threesomes with men and, or, you know, like... Gangbangs and all those things. I haven't tried a gangbang but I have tried three times with men. And like I definitely it definitely fed into my fantasies and like was a big reason as to why I tried those things whenever um, you know I was exploring sexually. And I guess my question would be that like for me at least there has always been a correlation between like the fantasy that derived from the book and when i actually tried it out in real life how much like i enjoyed the experience like a lot of times i would be like oh yeah i think i really like this i'd fantasize about it read about it everything and then go try it out and i'd be like oh yeah i loved it you know what's funny <laughs> to me is like for example cuz in reverse harem it's often a lot of like men men like mmfs or mmfm or you know whatever and i will say going from reading about like men you know kissing touching fucking whatever to actually seeing it in person I found I find I found it as equally like arousing Mm -hmm. but for example like watching porn on female and female and wondering like oh will I find that arousing in person like watching it for watching it in porn then watching it in real life was it it felt different than like reading about Men on Men and watching... It. Does that make sense? Yeah, kind of. Like, it was two different... Like, the visual to the visual versus the imaginary to the visual. Um, imaginary to visual for me was more... Um, rewarding. Rewarding, yes. That's a great word for it. But then I also liked her follow-up question where she goes... But it also made me wonder what... Can what captures so many readers' attention in those books be recreated in real life? Or is it just a story fi- Just a story in fiction for y'all who actually live in similar scenes into those books? So for me, I read, you know, reading a lot of, like, smut and, you know, where it does toy with my imagination and it kind of introduces new things into my life. Um, because, like, for, you know, for example, my kink journey, part of that started because of, like, Fifty Shades of Grey. Basically, like, reading about these things in these books opens up my imagination does that mean I'm going to try directly what the book what happens in the book not always Mm -hmm. because like for example haunting Adeline the guy fucks her with a gun i was actually just thinking about that i was like when i in hunting adeline when i read the scene he like takes it so to not to spoil it for y'all but sorry um and spoilers ahead yeah unless you're gonna read the book which the book is great but the guy yeah he takes like a gun and he fucks her with it obviously he doesn't like shoot her or anything no, um and he, i have no the, idea the gun is was it loaded it was loaded but he had the safety on oh that's true okay and i was just imagining like a barrel going into my pussy and i was just like oh what how is that comfortable Okay. See, I was definitely intrigued by it. Um, however, I don't know that I would actually try it in real life. I think there are some things in books that like I, I read about and I'm like, okay, I would try that. And then others that I'm like, love the fantasy of it. But like to actually try it out in real life, I don't know that I ever could. Even like, even in the knife scene from Den of Vipers, like he technically stabs himself with it when he fucks her from behind while she has the the knife in her ass. Wait, asshole. where does he stab himself? Like in the, like right here, somewhere in this like, area. Yeah. Uh. If I remember correctly, he uh, well, I was, well, okay. So i have to go I- back and reread the scene. But I, if I remember correctly, he technically stabs himself and it's like, I, di- I don't, I d I not want to do that when I tried knife play. I just liked the other things that he did. And then when haunting Adeline again with the gun scene, I was like, okay, I, I love the idea of it. And I'm like I remember I told my play partner about it and he's like what if we do like a water gun and like just you know pretend it's like the same thing. And I was like I love that idea because like maybe then I could like try it out but not like it actually be like a gun because that's just too dangerous. <laughs> you know what's also really funny? Unless it was like fully empty then maybe I don't know. What was really funny is while we were reading Haunting Adeline we were packing up our old place to move into our new place and we had a big-ass box full of all of our toys and dildos and whatever <laughs> and while we were reading that book and at one point we were um we were packing up one of our closets and we found nikki's ex-husband's gun from like when they lived in kansas yeah and we're like what which i totally forgot about and i had no idea exactly that we had we're that. like what do we do with this we put it in the toy box <laughs> we put it in the box that had all of our all of our dildos and shit in it after it was hilarious we figured out how to uh empty the barrel and take out the clip and everything because um it was loaded yeah now we're terrified of it we don't know what to do with it anyways so yeah so when it comes to like when it comes to like you know fiction versus reality i find that a lot of the times what i read in these books a arouses me and definitely like opens up my imagination and i'm definitely willing to try like the less riskier things obviously like mmf Um, do I want a gun up my cooch? Not really, but fuck yeah, I want to read about it. That was hot. See, I don't, uh, do I want a gun up my cooch? Um. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. (laughs) Judy. i don't know how you do that maybe i could find like a i think if i could find like a metal dildo that was like But they do make they actually do make fake gun dildos see something like that would be exciting yeah do that not like an actual gun do that see something like that but anyways but i really like that question because i am someone that has like i said books have in like inspired a lot of my sex life and a lot of my sexual activity and at least from my experience, the things that I have decided are worth trying and like make sense to try have all been very rewarding and I've absolutely loved. Um, Okay, let's do this question. Yeah, one second. Okay, next question is from Crisp. (laughs) Crisp. Anyways, subject, great podcast. Thank you. Message, I just love your podcast. Thank you. My wife and I went to our first sex party recently and had a great time. Very happy for y'all. Yay. I had no idea how friendly, clean, and safe we would feel in that environment. Really happy that this was your first experience. That's amazing. Your podcast has been an excellent resource as well, and it has prepared us even further for our inevitable future visits to more parties. I do have one question, however. Are the toys that are provided used by many couples in an evening? Is it sufficient just to wipe, down, wipe them down after use? Despite my wife's fondness for the Hitachi wand, it's easy to ignore using that since we have one at home, but we're tempted to try out their Sibian since we obviously don't have one in the house. But how clean and safe are these things after they've been wiped down? I guess most people don't have an issue with it, and I'm overthinking it, question mark. Okay, actually, so funny enough, we just we were just promoting the Vibe Pad from, um, Peep, show from toys. Peep Show Toys. If you're looking to, most of the time, and here's my rule, I prefer to bring my own toys if I want to play with toys. Now, I'm happy to use other people's toys. Just realize that, like, wiping them down can only do so much. Well, here's the thing. I mean, okay... For example, I've seen a lot of Sibians at sex parties. Um, I've seen a lot of, um, there was a dildo seesaw at one. I've seen a lot of dildos. I've seen a lot of vibrators. What I've noticed the most, if it goes inside you, so for example, the dildo seesaw or... Um, any of the dildos. People, more often than not, put a condom on it before they insert it inside themselves. Yes. And even after they remove the condom, they will often, like, wipe it down or clean it. Um, the Sibian, for example, there was a... Um, there were, like, Clorox wipes that you could use on the Sibian before and after. Um, and I remember the girl that was right next to it was very adamant about, like, cleaning it before every person and after every person that came onto it. Um, so... Uh, And then with vibrators as well, a lot of times I'll like either go wash it off in the sink or if there are wipes provided, I'll give it a wipe. Um, Try to use soap. But yeah, I I think the rule of thumb is if it's going to go inside you, use a condom and wipe it down after or clean clean it after and then if it's a vibrator it's not going to go inside you um still make sure that you clean it before and after use and not just like baby wipes i think it needs to be like clorox wipes that's the what i'm kills saying 99.9 no. percent of bacteria yeah i've seen clorox wipes used i think it's good too um but like for bringing your own toys i think it's really fun if you want something sibian like and portable get the vibe pad that's a really good option Um, but yeah, I mean, if you're wanting to try their toys at parties, I think those two rules that Nikki just stated are really good. Put a condom on it, wipe it down after, before and after use, you know, it's kind of like going to the gym, you know, you, all the mats and shit are like super crusty, wipe them down before you get started and Mm -hmm. after. Yeah. And actually, I was actually talking about this, um, with my play partners, um, girlfriend or his partner. I remember she was saying she was like that that she thinks people need to have like better hygiene at parties. This is something that I always do. Usually like after I, I, if I do oral with anyone, I always go and use mouthwash immediately after. And like, gr- like gurgle the shit out of it. Yeah. And then, if I have sex with people at a play party, like you know, obviously we use condoms, but like I still go to the bathroom and you know have a whore shower. And like in the sink, we'll like w- wash out the whole area. You just call that a whore shower. That's what <laughs> called it. <laughs> uh, no, but it's true. I think, and I you bring up a really good point. I think it's really important if you're at a party to, you know not just clean out the toys, yeah, yeah. Not practice th- just clean out the toys before and after clean you before and after mm-hmm. go use mouthwash go wash off your dick go wash off your cooch you know give the area a little refresh yeah give a little spritz spritz yeah i think that's a, a solid practice and i think that will help like prevent like bv and ST- uh, UTIs and you know transmission of stis as well and ladies, one thing that I like to practice after every sex party is I, as soon as I get home, stick a boric acid up there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Get the whole area nice and mm mm-hmm.
1: But, I mean, balanced. overall, like,
0: it's just, it, it, cleanliness is really important. And if you will notice, it, it'll be very evident if you're going to a party where people care about their hygiene and the hygiene of others. You will notice the difference, I think. Oh and I do have an update. So recently I went to a play party and I was having an an, uh, FMF that turned into an FFM. Um, And it was actually like with a friend of mine. I see her often at parties. This was a different girl than from the one than the one that ate me out at the previous party. And I remember when her and I were playing or were about to start playing with this guy. She turned to me and she goes she worded it. I kind of like the way she worded it. She was like i don't want to i don't want to have to ask in the moment so i want to so let's hash it out now and she was like she's like what are you cool with and i was like well you know i'm like open to trying things but just like go slow like the i told her like the most i had done up to that point it's just like i had been eaten out i hadn't eaten out someone else Um, and she was like, okay, cool. I'll just go with your pace. And if something doesn't feel right in that moment, then just say no. And then we will stop. And I was like, okay, cool. So we were hooking up with this guy together. Um, and at one point, like she sat on my face and I was like, and at that moment I was like, you know what? Let's just try it. I'd already tried being eaten out. It wasn't, you know, it was a good experience. It wasn't as scary as like, I think I had made it up to be in my mind or like as big of a deal. Um, so then, and I was like, this is the last piece of the puzzle I think was just for me to try it out. And it was definitely, it was interesting. I mean, a, she, she had like a nice pussy. Like it was cute um I didn't really like take like a super good look at it like when it was on top of me but I and I thought I sucked at whatever the fuck I did down there but she said that it was great and she enjoyed it and I was like well that's interesting because I don't think I really did that great of a job um but if anything doing that with her made me realize that like you know for as much lesbian porn as I watch like you know and I, I still, I still don't identify as bisexual. I really don't. I think I just identify. I think my hetero flexibility um, identification for me works really well. And I think when it comes to women, I'm definitely down to play with them at parties. But I don't think that I'll ever like. I don't think I'll seek out individual experiences. And I like that, like, the both times that I tried, like, you know, getting eaten out or eating out of pussy. Like, it was with friends that I've known for a little bit. Um, So, like, there's still, like, some sort of connection there. Um, And it's friendly, but it's not, like, romantic. So, would you do it again? Yeah. I, I think I would definitely do it again. I definitely would try in another time if I'm doing if I'm doing another threesome where another girl is involved I'm or foursome whatever I'm totally down to do it again like if I need to you know it's not like it like weirded me out or anything I just I think it just solidified in me that while I find it fun I don't find it like it's not something that I am going to crave or seek or seek Well, I mean, because, like, I, for when it comes to, like, playing with boobs, I will seek that out. Okay. Because I, there were, like, you know, for example, at the Halloween party, there was a moment where I was, like, I haven't made out with titties in so long, and I miss it, and I want that, and I need it right now. And, like, I went for it. This kind of reminds me of the conversation we were having earlier about, like, the whole fantasy thing, you know. So it's like sometimes like, you know, you even though you watch something, and it's arousing or like maybe you see it and like then you try it out and you're like, eh, maybe it wasn't as you know, like I I like it. I enjoy it. I'll do it again. But it's not something that I would like seek out. Yeah. And once again, just let this serve as a reminder that like just be be open minded. Listen to your body. Listen to yourself. If you're curious and you want to try it, try it. You know, as long as everyone's consenting and it's safe and it's, you know, um, yeah, everyone involved is consenting. And then, and then, yeah, just, just feel it out. See what you think. I think if anything, what these two experiences have taught me, A, I'm really glad I've given myself the ability to try both of these out. Um, I think for a moment there, like I was just kind of holding myself back because I didn't know how I would feel in the moment. And I feel like I made that feeling a bigger deal than it was. And then actually giving myself the opportunity to try this and do this with someone um i found that it's not it wasn't a, that feeling wasn't that big of a deal so it was okay to explore and it was fun to explore and it just it made me look at sexuality in such a even more a like expanded way like body parts are just body parts it almost made, it almost just made me realize that like, you know, for example, like a lot of the times like we'll post, we'll post something about like by men and like all the straight men come at us in the comments like, what? That just means he's gay, you know, blah, blah, blah. And for me, having tried, you know, these experiences with women, which is the same sex that I am, <laughs> it just made me realize that it's like, I can be straight and still find You know, or I can be straight, heteroflexible, whatever, and still find like it fun to be with another woman. Doesn't mean it has to be romantic and like overly arousing. It can just be fun. I like that. You know? Yeah. And we even have you know, we had someone tell us this in in our DMs. They're like, you know, let's talk about the straight men that also just enjoy having a dick in their mouth or having a dick in their ass. But they're not bi or they're not gay. They are still straight. And now I completely understand that mindset. Like maybe it's just fun. It's fun to have a dick in your mouth and it not mean anything. I know. I've mentioned this before on the pod. There was this one guy. I just always loved his outlook on sexuality because he was like he was the most like country like, you know, he wore jeans and belt buckles and cowboy boots and was super had a, like a big old mustache and was just very like not a guy that you would associate with um what am I what am I trying to think of? Like it's just a very masculine man, very like country kind of southern masculine man. Someone that presents very masculine and like very straight person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I remember he told me he was like a dick in my mouth feels really good. He's like sometimes in my ass, and he was like, a- and that didn't, you know, affect his uh, masculinity at all. Didn't affect his sexuality at all. And um, every once in a while, he sent me pictures of himself wearing a thong, and he was like, I just think they're comfortable. Well, and <laughs> like- also the gym guy. I rem- y'all remember the gym guy Who wore that, I fucked, oh, that I fucked that I that I fucked over the summer? He wore thongs, and I, and like some of them were like cute, red, like, silky numbers. Others were just, like, normal cotton. I never asked about it, but I remember, like, I I just told him how much I liked them, and he always seemed so appreciative of that, too. And I think he just also thought they were comfortable. And so, I don't know, I, I agree. Like, sexuality, I think for the both of us, has definitely morphed in a lot of ways. And and I really hope people take the time to, like, deconstruct everything that they've learned about sexuality and just understand you know, sometimes in the moment something is fun and it feels good and that's okay. That doesn't have to change who you are as a person. doesn't have to change your labels. Sometimes maybe you try something out and then you realize, oh, wow, maybe I am bisexual. And, like, that changes and that's okay too. And suddenly you have something that you want to seek out and you want to try it out more. And you really love the experience and there's nothing s- wrong with that. Or maybe something you try something out and you're like, well, you know what, actually, that's not for me. And I tried it out and totally okay. Yeah, didn't like it. And I guess that's the thing is, you know, because... For me, I always, I've always enjoyed lesbian porn. I've never shied away from that. But I always just, like, wondered in the back of my mind, I'm like, does that mean that I am a lesbian or that I only like, or I like pussy a lot more or what? But then it's like, but I only liked pussy in my imagination. I love dick in real life, and I can like both. And however I want that to evolve doesn't matter. Like, you know, you know what's funny? Dick is not as arousing an imagination. No, it's not. It's not. And that's why, like, I have such a hard time. That is so, that's such a mind trip to me, too, because I don't fantasize about dicks. Hold on. I will say, the one thing I do, I love to, like, fantasize about is, um, when it comes to dicks, is, like, watching a guy play with himself. That's hot. Yeah, I agree. That's hot. But, like, I guess my fantasies around dicks, a lot of times, it only has to do with, like, if it's a fantasy about like a guy that i like have feelings for Mm -hmm. and i like but i don't just sit there and like fantasize about like a random i can sit there and fantasize about like a random set of tits and a random vagina and like it sitting on my face or someone i don't know someone i don't have a like you know for example porn stars like i can fantasize about big old titties yeah i can fantasize (laughs) a. okay Anyways, I can fantasize about a woman that I don't have an emotional connection to. Um, and it's very arousing and my body gets going and I can usually come to that. And yeah, it, for when it comes to dick, I cannot fantasize about a dick that I do not have an emotional connection to. That's me too. And yeah, so I can fantasize too. about things going inside me. Like, for example, when I was reading about the gun and haunting Adeline or like things like that like I can fantasize about things going inside me that are not dicks and like it's an object and that's fine but like for some reason if it's a dick it has to be someone that I have an emotional connection to otherwise I just don't find it that arousing mm-hmm. that's uh, just like the female body for me is so like imagination and visually wise is so um like the softness of it and you know just like the shape is always have has always been so arousing to me yeah um not but I also find men's bodies equally arousing yeah I mean that that that's not to say that like I'll look at a guy like at a sex party and he's hard and you know he's got his body and like if I think he's cute and um interesting like that's around like I get aroused I get aroused by men like I'm not saying that I don't it's just interesting to me the way that like the emotional connection is like very different for men and women but I've talked about that before as well um, but I'm glad to hear. I'm glad that we've gotten like a, a you know, you you've tried out women in steps. Um, I have, and now that journey has come full circle. You have finally gone down on a woman. I was actually surprised to hear you say that you would do it again, but it makes sense that like in a threesome setting, maybe you'd be down. Yeah. Well, like I said, I think I think it's really fun in a moment where that where, where it calls for that um, for myself. That's how I see it. And, and I think it can be like that for men too. I think there are definitely men that like in the moment when they're having maybe a threesome with another guy and a girl, like they're down to like play with the dick, but like they're not going to go seek it out on their own. Yeah. I think that's very possible. So if you're a man out there and you've had an M- MMF and in the moment you were like, that dude's dick is hot, he's hot, I'll suck it. What if he sucks me? I don't care. But like, you know, maybe outside of that, you're not like seeking men. That's totally normal and totally fine. And I think it doesn't like at least to me it doesn't change anything about your masculinity, doesn't change anything about your sexuality. Um, if you decide that it does change anything about your sexuality, that's fine Great. too. Yeah. If it doesn't, still dope, totally fine and all of that is valid. So I think really now, especially because we've been hearing about this more and more, so I'm like I'm I'm happy to have this conversation and I'm really happy that we're, you know, opening the doors to it, but like straight people can enjoy the same body parts that they have and they still are straight. I will validate heterosexuality. Yes, I. Well, I think all sort, <laughs> all sorts of he- or of sexualities are valid, you went from hetero to homo to everything in between, because there is so much in between. Um, well, I mean, there's just it's like you know, it's like monogamy. There are so many parallels between you know, like the spectrum of monogamy to polyamory. Exactly. So this was a really fun discovery, and. Um I think for anyone who is just hetero or hetero flexible just like try try the things try the things and you will see but to bring it back to the fantasies like you know and this is something I think what I really like about books for example is that they do kind of like push my imagination cuz like I've never imagined or I've never had like any sort of um fantasies where someone's like you know fucking me with something really edgy like a gun um or, or i've never had any fantasies where like for example um another one uh haunting adeline does also have kind of like cnc in it and I, for the longest time like i never really well i guess maybe I did. actually oh great point yeah what there's a little bit of cnc kind of um in haunting adeline and it made me realize for the first time that I actually would be down to try that. Same. And I actually told my my play partner about it. And he was like, usually, he's, he loves CNC, but he's usually the victim. He was like, I can probably try doing it the other way around. So we might try that. But um, but yeah, CNC I didn't always fantasize about, but I... Um, like, reading about it, like, gives me an idea of, like, how it could play out, and I think that fueled my fantasies. Yes. Um, and, and I guess what the, the whole, all of this to say that, like, when it comes to your fantasies, when you're, you know, masturbating, or when you're fantasizing, and, like, don't be afraid of the things that come in as you start fantasizing, um, and uh, what I mean by that is, like, I think a lot of times when we start fantasizing, like, say something shows up, like, uh, an X you know and you're like oh no what the fuck are you yeah, doing fuck here? That, I don't and then you that. get out of it and you like shame yourself you're like i'm not still attracted to that person no or like something like that or like whatever it may be like um don't shame yourself for it and just kind of i remember my friend or you guys have heard nicoletta um on the pod before but like i remember one time she was like whatever comes up i just roll with it she was like i i'm not gonna sit there and be it's she's like it's just a fantasy you don't need to act I think like a dead said that um, yeah, but Nicoletta had said it to me before too in Vegas. Yeah. I remember we had this conversation about this. She was like, she was like, just roll with it. Don't, you know, it's just a fantasy. It doesn't mean that you're going to do this in real life. So like, don't sit there and be like, oh my God, no, I would never like, just be like, okay, cool. This popped up. Your subconscious. Put it in there. Just let it be. And then, but like you have the power to decide what you want to take from fantasy to real life. And every time I read a book, I always remind myself, I'm like, just because this is arousing, and it sounds exciting doesn't mean that I have to try this now and it doesn't mean that like if I do decide to try it that there's anything wrong with it and if I try it and I don't like it that's also okay and if I try it and do like it that is also okay so it's like I give myself permission to like experience the full spectrum of it and not shame myself for it like for example with the knife kink Um, you know but there have been other instances as well so it's like I like indulge yourself in your fantasies there's nothing wrong with that and then just decide what you do and do not want to try and if there are things that you're like this is best left in a fantasy that is okay and that can be just yours yeah you don't have to act out every fantasy. you don't have to act out you don't have to act it out you don't have to tell anybody about it um dark romances and books can really can bring about some fucked up things and you're reading this and you're aroused and you're like i don't want to try this in real life but, like, reading it and getting aroused by it, that's okay. Oh, which one of my partners will want to do CNC? I don't know. Um. Anyways, guys, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I know we kind of jumped around a little bit, but, like, over the overarching theme I really liked. This was a good conversation. Yeah. And I think, I mean, we were actually having this conversation with Nicoletta and Nadej last week about fantasies that, like... <gasps> we would never tell anyone about and it was so nice to have a space with people that you love and trust and care about and be able to talk about some of the fucked up things that your mind thinks of and just be and and like no one batted an eye and we all like celebrated each other for it and it was like it was like oh okay that's not that bad like I remember I said mine and Nicoletta was like you know if you want to go do a fox hunt like they do those (laughs) and I was like You know, so what might seem really, like, edgy and, like, really uh, dangerous or whatever to you might be someone's, like, typical Saturday night. I know. As long as it's consenting to everyone involved. Children and animals cannot consent. That is one thing I will always stand by. Yes. It is nice to have, like, friends that you can have... Like those conversations with where you're exploring or not exploring, but like talking about like those dark corners where you're like, oh, I don't know. Every single time I think about this, I'm like, oh, but then reality is just like, yeah, we all have intrusive thoughts. Yeah. The key oh, is we to also did. Yeah, we did a little convo about intrusive <laughs> thoughts. The key is to identify them as intrusive thoughts and be like, that's not going to happen in real life. Yeah, That's not me. I don't identify with that. Push it away. You can, yeah. just, you can see a thought and watch it float by. Um, yeah, that's, a, I, I think, and it, which is kind of, like, related to fantasies, like, um, you know, the mind is a very complex thing, and yeah. we're exposed to a lot of things, like, you know, the wonders of the world and the horrors of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember one time I saw this tweet that I thought was so funny. It was, like, women will have an intrusive thought and be, like, oh, no, there's an intrusive thought. Men will have an intrusive thought and go, wow, there's an idea. <laughs> And um and I think that again it That's is terrible. It is terrible, but um there's a reason why a majority of men are serial killers. Yeah, um, uh, I think a sh- majority of serial, serial killers are men. <laughs> you're right. I'm sorry. You're wrong. Um, what? Other way around. Other way around. A majority of serial killers are men. Um, and it is because um you need to use discernment. Um. The Virgo trait. You need to use discernment in in your thoughts, in your fantasies and realize, you know, what is uh, morally justified and what is not. Something stay in the mind. And that's why I was saying, like, that, that's why I was saying sometimes if you have fantasies and you're like, that's not morally justified, that can just remain a fantasy and that's where it stays. And the, But then same with intrusive thoughts. You can just be like, that's an intrusive thought. Bye bye. Let it go. Yeah. But we all have them guys thanks for tuning in i hope you enjoyed today's episode as always we're condoms also next week we have a really 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 exciting guest so i am very excited for y'all to have or to listen to that episode when it comes out next week um so tune on in and um hope your holiday season is going well and as always follow us double team podcast you can find all of our relevant links on double teampodcast.com and then all of our brand partners double teamed Uh, and yeah, see y'all next week.